You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Big Show continues. Hour four. I'm Patrick Jamal. got Alex Brody along with me. Live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Huts downtown studio. They are uh, your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repairs, and radon mitigation. We are all things basement Visit dlbasementsystemscalgary.com. It is a Calgary Flames game day. They are in the desert taking on the Arizona Coyotes, and we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We are joined by once a former Coyote, also a former St. Louis Blue and Toronto Maple Leaf, Tyson Nash, also a color analyst with the Coyotes on Bally Sports Arizona. How are we doing this morning, Tyson? Doing, doing fantastic. Just walking, uh, walking the dog. Beautiful uh, day in the desert. I, I can imagine. We we got a lot of snow this morning, so uh, I complete it's completely one eighty from uh, from up here in Calgary. Uh, Yotes, uh, <laughs> the last one, the last game uh, was a wild one. They beat Minnesota five four in overtime. Four fights, well, uh, three and a half, I guess. When you want to talk about the Boa Mama and and Ryan Reeves uh, tilt, but. Uh, it had a potential to be a good fight, but Imama slipped, of course. But what is your maybe your opinion on guys that, uh, you know, I thought it was a clean hit that, that Reeves laid on Valimaki. There was no penalty. How, what's your opinion on guys having to answer for throwing hits? Well, I think in that situation, I mean, I know where you're going with this. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you lay a big hit. I mean, I'd put the onus on the guy with his with his head down. Yep. I mean, get get your head up. Get get ready. Um I think it, as long as it's clean. If it's clean, I think you, you play on. And uh, I think in that scenario, though, for Imama, I think he was just looking for any reason, mm-hmm. any excuse that he could go after a guy like Ryan Reeves. Um, not sure you want to you want to knock on that door, as we've <laughs> seen over uh, Reeves' his, his career. No. It's, it's usually the uh, the wrong decision. Um, but he's a, he's a he's a kid that's trying to make his way in mm-hmm. the NHL, yep. make a name for himself. Uh, I'm very, very unfortunate. It was one of the longest standoffs I've, I've ever the seen shadow in, box in my life. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was like two gunslingers shooting blanks in that yeah. one. So we were, we were all a little bit dis- disappointed. But uh, what a hockey game. Yeah. And, and what a, a stretch this has been for the Coyotes. The, the Flames, they're in for one tonight. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I'll get to that. Like uh, the mullet arena magic. It's become a real home advantage in the league for the Coyotes, eh? Well, I think the the big thing is that we're so used to playing in front of you know empty buildings, uh, Gila River. Uh, you know, you you got a nineteen thousand seat arena with with ten thousand fans in it. Um, you'd rather play in you know in a packed building and mm-hmm. five thousand fans. And this is a, this is a short term solution. Yep. Um, you know, we know that the the new rink, the new build, uh, what our ownership group uh, you know is is trying to get done right now is is going to be absolutely incredible. It's going to be the best setup. And the entire National Hockey League, if they can accomplish this, which uh, I feel very strongly that, that they will. But um, this team, they the guys love to play in front of uh, a full house. Um, the music, the mm-hmm. ice is jet ice. And then obviously home ice advantage, our coach is, is just incredible. What he has done with the line matchups, I think that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. Uh, he gets that top line of ours, uh, even our second line out against the, the right matchups, and it's, it's paid dividends. Yeah, and just like, what's it like calling a game at Mullet Arena? I assume it's maybe kind of similar to like what you would be calling at Gila, Riva, uh, Gila River Arena, but like, what's it like with the smaller, you know, the lights are lower, it's a smaller building. Is there any difference in calling a game? I know you're between the benches. 
Yeah, it's not uh, much different for mm-hmm. me just because I'm, I've always been right in the action being between the benches. Um, but I know the announcers from the other team, that they're loving it. The fans are loving it. I know parents around the National Hockey League are like, God, if I'm going to go watch my son play a game, mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch at the mullet. First of all, we can be in Arizona. We can get some sunshine on the bones, get out of the, the winter weather. <laughs> yeah. And we can, you know, you're watching from 13 rows up, at worst 13 rows up, watching your kid play. Uh, watching a Sidney Crosby, watching a, a Stamkos, a Kucherov, wh- whatever it is. I mean, fans are loving it. Um, everyone's loving it right now. And it's probably going to be, you know, maybe the shiny penny right now. A couple years down mm-hmm. the road, it'll be like, okay, let's get this new building rolling. But uh, for right now, it's been phenomenal. No, yeah, we've uh, like our uh, Sportsnet guy, I don't know, Eric Francis, he, he's absolutely loved it when uh, the previous trip, uh, the Flames were down there. So he, I know he, he's looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, to tonight as well. Uh, I know you get a lot of the action between the benches, and I know last week uh, the Liam O'Brien chirped to Timo Meyer. That was that probably one of the more funnier things that you've heard, either between the benches or even on the ice. Your play-by-play man Matt McConnell left a good gap of space for us all to hear. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tend to lean a a little bit forward in in those scenarios. Um, <laughs> I mean, Liam O'Brien is, is Liam O'Brien. He, uh, it's a big part of his job. Yeah. Um, you know, he loves to chirp. He loves to get a, under the other team's skin. Um, you know, he had a, a great epic, uh, conversation with Max Domi, uh, I think the game prior to that. So, um, you know, he's, he's been on a roll right now. Um, you know, it's all part of it. I mean, I think a lot of guys, it's kind of lost, uh, been a lost art, uh, from when I played. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there was no, stone unturned i'd go after your grandma i'd go after your girlfriend whatever it was i was gonna find the dirt and i was gonna bring it out and uh i think guys have kind of lost that a little bit Mm -hmm. but o'brien's starting to bring it back and and i have absolutely enjoyed it it's a a big part of the game um and uh, it goes on more than people would ever know yeah, no, that that was uh, that was awesome. We're getting a little bit of a throwback. We loved hearing that from uh, back in the day for sure. It has left the game a little bit, uh, for sure. I know you mentioned Andre Turnier, the coach there. I loved what he did, obviously for the Canadian Junior Team. His work at the in the in the in Ottawa uh, or in the CHL as well. Just just talk about Andre Turnier and and what he has done for the Arizona Coyotes and going forward here. I know it's it's not the easiest situation, obviously. Well, no, it's not. And I obviously, you know, Andre Turney knew full well what he was getting into um, from our general manager, Bill Armstrong, our, our ownership group, all the coaching staff. Um, you guys are in for a, a rebuild uh, and you guys are the perfect people for the job. You know how to develop young players, which we're going to be here in Arizona. Um, I, and I think that obviously you don't get to the National Hockey League without, you know, having a winning record. But those coaches are going to take it on the chin a little bit Mm -hmm. as far as their records go, but they're in the national hockey league and that's the biggest thing. Um, But you look at what they've done with this group. I mean, look at our roster. I mean, (laughs) you you just look at it. I look at it every day and I'm like, how are they doing this? And they're getting better and better. And I know there's not a lot of pressure on this group because they are in a rebuild and they're not going to the playoffs. but it has been remarkable what this coaching staff has been able to do with the group that they have. And they've got the, the best and that's their job. Go out there. It's not the coach's job to rebuild. It's the general manager's job to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And the coaches are going out with whoever's in the lineup, whoever's on the scorecard, and they're getting the absolute most out of this group. And they're building a foundation with the core players of our group. They're changing the mentality of, 
of the culture of how this team is going to manage, how they're going to play here. I mean, it's been a, you know, it's been a, you know, a little bit of a, at times, uh, you know, just a, I guess, a, you're playing in the sun. You're coming to the rink with flip-flops every day. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's not a lot of media pressure. So I think the coaching staff has really pushed this group to be better, to get better, and to, you know, leave it all on the line. And they're doing it right now. They're on a five-game tear right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not great for the rebuild, I can tell you that. But uh, it's been fun to watch as broadcasters for sure. Uh, do, you, do you think maybe that knowing that Arizona was going to be in a situation like this, that they could have got out and got a, a veteran coach or an NHL coach with some experience that's been through this, do you think maybe they went for a guy like Turnier because they knew what the job was to be had, that this was going to be a more, uh, it's going to be a tougher time? You think he came from the junior ranks, he's dealt with younger players. Do you think this is a guy, first NHL job, you think that's my, maybe kind of why they hired Turnier in the end? Oh, a thousand percent. I, I don't think there was a lot of veteran coaches, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that would have wanted to take yeah. the job. I don't know that. Um, I'm just, I'm just speaking from, you know, my own op- opinion and thinking, but um, I, th- I think this is the absolute perfect fit um, for this team moving forward. Uh, Bill Armstrong uh, as well. You look at what he's done. Yep. Um, you know, this is a guy that he, his, his strength, his, his number one asset is, is draft and, you know, drafting great players, um, being a part of that with the St. Louis blues, being a part of that Stanley cup team. Uh, he was a major, uh, contributor, um, because of the players that they drafted over the years. And, uh, and then he brings in Andre Turney, you know, just cause he's the perfect guy to develop young mm-hmm. players, put his, his own fingerprint yeah. on this group of core players. There's going to be a lot of interchanging with this group. Uh, we saw at the trade deadline, they, they lost five key players from their roster, but they didn't really lose besides Chikrin and your loss and Nick Schmaltz. Those are the guys that are yeah. going to drive this team forward. They, they want to be the guys that are going to be difference makers. And in a few years, they're going to start adding players uh, for long-term, adding draft picks. Some of the draft picks are going to develop into NHL players. Uh, they're baking in Tucson yep. right now. We've seen some call-ups. It's been incredible. So this team's on the right path, and Andre Turney is the guy that uh, is driving this bus. One of those players I really want to see be a part of Arizona when, this, when they see the end, when they see the light at the tunnel and be a part of a winning group is Clayton Keller. He's still a young guy. He's a big part of this court and just named first star of the week. And I still think he's got to be one of the more underappreciated players. And it's probably just because of where he plays. Well, and it's, it's that. And then it's also the age. I mean, he's mm-hmm. only 24. Yeah. That's what people forget, right? And I forget sometimes as a broadcaster. I've been, I've been hard on this kid. I've been hard on Barrett Hayden because they've been in the NHL for so long, yeah. but you forget that they were in the league at 18, 19. I mean, and, and I don't think players should be in the league at 18 and 19. I think they need to, to bake in, in the American league. I think there's so much value to that. We've seen that over the years mm-hmm. here in Arizona. You think you have that guy that can play at 18 and then all of a sudden you're, he's in the minors at 19. I think that is a massive mistake. Um, I'd love to see that, that rule change that kids don't have to go back to junior. They can go to the American mm-hmm. hockey league. Um, you know, at 19 years of age, I think that's so important for the development process. But again, back to Clayton Keller, this kid is coming into his own. He had a horrific season ending injury last year. Usually it takes players a year to come back from that. He came back immediately. Didn't even have a training camp, came back, jumped in, 
um, and he has been dominating this year. And I'll tell you what, Andre Turney doesn't hide that line of Barrett Hayden, Nick Schmaltz, and Clayton Keller. He is front and center. They played against the Carolina Hurricanes um, the other day at, at the Mullet, and they were trying to hide that Ajo line. They didn't want that matchup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that is kind of, that's kind of saying something. <laughs> like Clayton Keller is, I mean, he's you watch him. I mean, he's just unbelievable with the puck. He wants it. He gets it. He never makes a, a bad play. The play never dies on his stick. And as you mentioned, first star of the week, I think he's got nine points in four games. Game winner the other night. I mean, this, he's a big game player. That's the other thing. He's not getting the seventh goal in a in a blowout. Yeah. He's getting the, the game winning. He's getting the game tying goal. That that's massive for me. Yeah, he's a huge player. One of my favorite players to watch. But really looking forward to watching him tonight. What's the fan reaction lately to the club winning? I'm sure they're not going to say, "Hey, no, we're not. We're we're winning. We're it's good. It's exciting." But obviously, those Bedard Bedard odds getting a little smaller. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's, it, it's so hard because, you know, it's, it doesn't guarantee you anything when mm-hmm. you lose, um, but it certainly gives you the, the best odds. Um, I would love to see the team uh, finish dead last because I know <laughs> I've been around this team for so long. And, you know, it, it's been frustrating because you've never got that draft pick. Mm-hmm. I, I pray the Coyotes get a little bit of luck. Um, and they can find a way to, to get Bedard because that would be a, an absolute game changer. You look at any team that's won, any team that fills their building, yep. they have guys like Matthews, Crosby, Malkin, Taves, Kane. Uh, you need those type of players, oh, yeah. and that's why we're at where we're at right now, and we're trying to do what we're trying to do because we've been so mediocre for so long here in Arizona because mm-hmm. we haven't had that star power because we've always tried to just make the playoffs, and, and, and a lot of times we haven't. And then you finish ninth, tenth, eleventh, and you're getting the seventh, eighth pick. And those picks just, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times they're not franchise players. They're the Martin Hansels, they're the Kyle Turrises, they're the Mikel Bodkers. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't win. Those are not franchise players. Well, it, it, one thing, it is a very good draft. So either way, like the Coyotes should be coming away with at least a really good talent. But again, you know, Connor Bedard would do wonders for any franchise and definitely Arizona. We're talking with uh, Tyson Nash, former NHLer and current uh, Coyotes color analyst on Bally Sports Arizona. Uh, the Flames and Yotes, they uh, they swung a deal at the deadline. Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie, first ever trade involving brothers. Uh, have you had a chance to speak to Brett at all about the move to the desert and, and all that? I know he's, he's been playing really well. Same with Connor Mackey, had a fight as well. Yeah, you know what? They've, they've been great. I mean, you look at Mackey, first of all, I mean, his numbers are, are pretty impressive for a guy that's played like 11 or 12 games. Um, he's trying to find his way. Um, there's definitely parts of his game that you love. And then there's parts where he just needs to kind of, you know, settle down a little bit, find his way, let the game come to him a little bit more. Um, Brett Ritchie, uh, unbelievable guy. All the media was outside just kind of chatting. He made like a complete, We lost Tyson there. We're going to try to reconnect with him here quickly. But, yeah, that's a good conversation we're having here with Tyson Nash uh, regarding the Arizona Coyotes and the Calgary Flames. That is the game tonight. Uh, I wanted to ask him about the uh, his Memorial Cup days with the Kamloops Blazers, of course, as Kamloops will be hosting the Memorial Cup here uh, in a matter of a few months. But, yeah, Kyle Turris was selected third overall, and he was the top player uh, selected in that draft. So that is the one maybe player in all of Arizona's time here as an, and not a very good team is they haven't really what he's what I think Tyson's getting at is they haven't had a player that's really put them over the top a game-changing type player and we could say Kyle Turris 
of course, could have been that. And we got Tyson uh, back on the line. Sorry about that, buddy. No, no worries. No worries. I think that was me. Got to pay my phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I mean, a good reminder. Good reminder for everybody. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, you wanted to finish your thought, thought there on Brett Ritchie. Yeah, so Brett Ritchie, I mean, he, he's just, we were all standing there as the media, and all of a sudden he makes a beeline, comes over, introduces himself to all of us. Like, you just, you don't see that a lot of times, right? He's mm-hmm. just got, he's got a lot of character. Um, you know, obviously a, a pretty talented family. <laughs> um, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, he had an opportunity, scored in his first game, much like uh, Nick Ritchie did for the, for the Flames. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he scored in his first piece. Um, and all of a sudden, he's up on the top line the other night. Uh, had a goal and two assists in that one. He has been absolutely remarkable. He's going to another chance here tonight to play on that top uh, unit with Keller and Barrett Hayden. So we'll see what he's capable of. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the Flames will put Nick Ritchie in the lineup. We'll see. He's been out of it the last couple times. I know he's got he's been taking some bad penalties. I think that's really put him uh, behind the eight ball here and has been a healthy scratch. But who knows? We might get a Ritchie, all Ritchie affair tonight uh, down at the mullet. Uh, just wanted to ask you about this, uh, Tyson. Obviously, the Memorial Cup this year in, Cl- in Kamloops, and you were a member of arguably one of the greatest junior teams ever assembled the last time Kamloops was the host. And I was just looking at that roster again. Yourself, Darcy Tucker, Shane Doan, Jerome McGinley, Nat Domicelli, Brad Lukowicz, Nolan Baumgartner, current Flames assistant Ryan Huska. Talk about that 94-95 Blazers group. And I mean, it's not just 94-95. That was your third Memorial Cup in, in four seasons there. Yeah, I mean, it's funny now. My my kid who plays uh, for the Winnipeg Ice, he, you know, he looks at that and he's like, oh my goodness, Dad, like that's crazy. <laughs> Just making the playoffs and, you know, competing and battling and getting, you know, any sort of traction in the playoffs is impressive. So it's funny when I, I talk to him about it. It's, it's a head scratcher how good that team was when we were there. Three cups in four years. It uh, doesn't even make sense, but what a, what a privilege so blessed to play on a team like that um you know and you look at the team playing on your your home ice uh, in front of your fans and family and Kamloops um at the age that I was I was 19 so you're Mm -hmm. you're a big part of 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 the team moving forward we won at 16 I I think I played two games in the Memorial Cup so now all of a sudden you're 19 and you're kind of one of the guys right that they count on and uh, our line of Shane Doan and Ryan Huska was my centerman. Um, it was just, it was so much fun. You, you know, the crowd, the whiteout, um, just all of it. Right. And then winning on top of it all um, was just, uh, I mean, it, it just, you can't really still put into words how special that was. I mean, all the NHL players we had, all the drafted players, and it just shows you that when you win, um, you know, it's, it's good for everyone. It's not just the superstars, uh, I think we had like eight or nine players drafted on that team that year, which was uh, was pretty pretty incredible. I know I ended up being a black ace as soon as that uh, Memorial Cup team ended with the Vancouver Canucks. I uh, signed my contract. I went right to the Canucks and I watched them go all the way to the finals against wow. the New York Rangers as a, as a as a black ace. So it just shows you good things happen. And I was a nobody. I was a tenth round draft pick. So. Um, Kids out there, if you're listening, uh, you you want to play on a winning team? Yeah, man, and I like with with Winnipeg and and Ty with Ty Nash there. You could, good chance could be Winnipeg and Kamloops in a, a doubt in the Memorial Cup final. Yeah, it would possibly be incredible. I can't even imagine. I, yeah, I don't I don't even want to 
go there right now in my head, but uh, <laughs> definitely uh, it'd be pretty special being there with the family and watching my son compete in that uh, that building where we uh, where we won. Man, that would be awesome for sure. Thank you so much for taking your time uh, this morning and talking with me. Uh, all the best uh, the rest of the year, and uh, uh, enjoy the game tonight for sure. We'll t- we'll do this again soon. Okay, thank you. See you guys. There you go. It's Tyson Nash, uh, Tyson Nash, Coyotes color analyst for Bally Sports Arizona, also former NHLer. And yeah, man, I was just going through that those Kamloops Blazers teams, like because I was thinking, like, oh, you know, Jerome, thinking ninety four, ninety five, Jerome would have been there, and then unlocked like Darcy Tucker was the leading scorer. Uh, man, and they had they had just replied to replace Scott Niedermeyer and Daryl Sador on those teams as well. So massive defensemen that they had to replace from that first Memorial Cup team, and then they won two more. So yeah, and the Blazers are the host of this year's Memorial Cup. Uh, and Ty joined us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using that same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Apologies uh, for the connection there and the uh, the outages there for a little bit. But uh, again, thank you to Ty Nash, Tyson Nash for joining me. Uh, up next, uh, we'll do a little replay here. We'll replay the Justin Bourne and our golf ball conversation that uh, was very interesting as uh, the PGA... Uh, USGA and the RNA are talking about making a universal ball for the major tournaments uh, starting on January 1st, 2026. So we'll have that conversation up next as uh, the big show continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.